Hey everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we're getting a chance to sit down with fellow Canadian grappler Mac Mazura, who's currently training out of Marcelo Garcia's gym in New York City. Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to their YouTube channel. If you like what you're seeing and you want to see more athletes, coaches, and featured guests, like and share their stories. We are powered by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis stop, look no further than Alex and his crew at Spirit Leaf Waterdown. Alex and his crew will help you out with all your THC and CBD products all you need. Online curbside pickup is available, and don't forget to like our Instagram and theirs, and you'll save some money. We're also sponsored by Project XGuard. Project XGuard is an amazing program helping underprivileged youth get connected with jiu-jitsu. So if you know anybody who might benefit from this program, reach out to us or Project Eckguard and we'll help them get connected to some amazing instructors. Thanks everybody and enjoy the show. compete you can't go see people it's like you're at home you're stuck and it's like I can't, know, go for, can't go for can't go for walks you can't go for a drive you yeah, can't, i don't know what's going on in ontario so no comment no comment no comment but, <laughs> but well like but we've been there so i'm not exactly like feeling too sorry for you like yeah, yeah exactly like you you were living in the um Rakumo age let's kill everybody in a nursing home let's have a <laughs> The, the craziness of the pandemic, the epic center, as they say, the rest epic, of the world. Epic, well, start, epic center, that's epic know, center. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's anything. Epic center. Sorry, that was that was New York City, and that was uh, where you were. But we oh, are joined today by Mr. Max. How you doing, my friend? It's been a minute. Oh, I, it's been a very long time. I, I don't think I've talked to you in what feels it's like been a, long a decade. Time. I know it seems honestly like it. now. Yeah. For everybody that knows, um, Aaron, if you forgot, this is Max. I didn't. I know your memory might be a little bit fuzzy, but maybe the last time that you two met each other, you might have been regaining consciousness somehow. Max, can you explain that one? No. No, no, no. That wasn't the last time. That was. <laughs> He's like, I remember. No, no, no. I'll tell no, you. No, no, I remember. It wasn't the last time. No. No, no, it wasn't the last time. It was actually, it was actually one of the first times. Yeah. It was, uh, I want to say it was 2010 uh abu dhabi pro trials in montreal yeah, i think so yeah i know this I, I actually have to look it up so uh aaron and i got matched up in maybe like the first or second round yeah and i was only doing one move at the time which was delhiva to the back and the choke that's all I, I knew how to do and it just happened to have worked that day uh and tony isaacs i don't know if you've ever had tony on the podcast but uh, Tony was oh yeah oh match. we have like a long 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 you have? Oh, okay so yeah. Tony was repping that match and uh he told me in no uncertain terms get the f away from him now um and and then that's when I would go and you know let Aaron come to his senses a little bit <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad because I remember like and again I remember that to this day and it was you took the back I was trying my best to get out of it and I remember being choked. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. I'm really stuck. And I remember trying to reach up to grab the elbow. And then I, I, all I remember is like still rolling. And then I remember my head spinning. And then I was like, how is this match still going on? And then Tony was like, hey, yeah, you need to get up. I'm like, what happened? He's like, you went out. I'm like, no. He's oh. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was like second. It was either a second or... Maybe even first blue belt tournament I had. So it was, it was a, yeah, like because it was blue belt for sure, and it was yeah that was the first time I'd been put out in competition too, and that's why it was like such a shock. And I was like, oh my god, I need to go away. And it was, it, it was like the, that whole because like the Abu Dhabi trial was at the um, I don't remember what the Coliseum was oh, called. I can't remember anymore. the arena, but it's it's. The Montreal one. Oh, it's in Montreal, but know. yeah, there's a, there's a lot of judo uh, tournaments there. I think it's like Pierre Carboneau Center or something yes, like yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. That's what it was, right? And it was so like 
it was intimidating for me because I'd never been in an atmosphere like that before where it was like you go on the floor and there's stands and people are overlooking and there's no coaching because the coaching had to be like yeah. by the wall and it's far so you can't really hear and um I remember Seiji was trying to coach me but it didn't work so ah <laughs> uh, you know it, it, it happens ah. right. hey it's, that's how, that's the learning curve right the, the funny like, thing is that uh after that and th this is the one that that really got to me was uh the next time we saw each other was when uh marco costa posted something like hey i have a guy who wants to go compete at sub only tournament in rochester oh New yes York, and he doesn't want to go by himself uh can somebody go and i'm like yeah i'll go right i don't know who's going but i'll go so here we are first time after the chokeout right at like <laughs> 6 a.m in the morning aaron pulls up and in my head, I'm like, man, this is going to be awkward as hell. So, so I get in the car. And he, I still remember he's driving a Civic, right? He's driving a Civic. And, and, and we start driving. And Aaron just goes, yeah, man, it's cool. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's cool. All right. You know, you should see Inception. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go watch Inception now. It was, and then the rest of the ride was cool. <laughs> but it was so awkward yeah. at first. I, I was getting oh, a I off. bet. No, no. But like, I remember it was just like, ah, you know, we'll probably end up in the, in the bracket or tube or at the, at that sub X is that that was a U.S. grappling sub X tournament in again, Rochester, New York Rochester. and Webster or whatever. And it was, we cross over to the border and they're like, so where are you going? And they're like, we're going to just a tournament. I go, what? <laughs> and they were just kind of like, what are you going to do there? I'm like, we're going to go compete and then we'll come back. And that's it. <laughs> and they were like, okay, sure. Whatever. These guys are losers. No so. shopping. No, no shopping. Weird. Yeah. We, you guys aren't shopping. You're not going to Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they all think that we go shopping. Happened multiple times. Yeah. But um, the funny thing about that tournament, there was no, it was so like, it was one of those tournaments where they didn't have like mats. Like there's no like bordering or anything like that to the actual <laughs> matches. It was just basically they had a ref. This is your spot on the mat. Go. And <laughs> basically like if you end up in like other people's rolling spaces, they were, the idea was to let the matches go because it's submission only. There's no point. So it's the whole idea of just continuously rolling. And there was like, like what, I don't remember if it started with gi or no gi first, no gi. It and it was, sure it was no, no gi, gi first. first. Okay, it was no gi first, and then it was like, like Max and I both had like some really good matches, and like, and again, some that went really like short, or there are a couple long ones. I, I like, and, and then I think you and I ended up having like a twenty-five minute match. Yeah, it was like half an point. hour. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah, that was the one where it was like, oh Jesus Christ, here we go. I, I don't remember what happened. <laughs> So this was a yeah. this is your first sub uh, sub only and it was your last after like that half an hour debacle. I was broken after that. Yeah. Like after that tournament, I was broken just because of the amount of like rolling we actually did at like competition level, and it was just like. But like some of the matches were quick because I remember in the gi in the gi part, a lot of guys were wrestlers and they weren't in training in the gi, and I was able to catch up a couple of like really quick submissions, and then Max caught this one guy that was being a dick the whole time. And then Max ended up getting him and choked him out like in the, it was like the second or third round. And he was so pissed off. I can't lost. remember. I honestly <laughs> so can't happy. remember. I, I, I wish I could. I wish I could. Oh, well, yeah, that, that, was, that was a good tournament. That was a really good no, tournament. No, that was all fun. Good old days driving to US without health insurance. <laughs> My wife looks at me now. She's like, knowing what you know now, would you ever do it? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, you, actually you know you know i didn't even think about that or like yeah we would have just drove back like we would yeah. i'm like no we're not going to the fuck hospital like we fucking drive you home <laughs> so in theory if somebody like broke their leg broke their arm throw them in the car get across the border yeah <laughs> you have anything to declare ah shit my ankle <laughs> yeah like like things have happened medical related things i've seen happen to canadians and they will essentially ignore it if they don't have health insurance and try to just kind of like leave me alone I, I will deal with it when i deal with it uh no details no names but but i've seen it happen and it's it's not fun yeah it's not like fun I, I, there. you know what though actually i remember max with you because i think you came with yeah because that's, that's why i don't want to mention names or yeah no we're not gonna mention names but, but we we went to detroit at one yeah. point and then something happened to a guy 
And we had to call an ambulance the whole deal. And we ended up just like, are we going to go? I was like, I was prepared to drive because I drove. I'm like, I'll drive to Windsor right now if we need to. And they're like, no, 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 I'm not going. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Like, as long as you're okay, like, we'll stay. If we need to go to, if we need to go, we'll go. I'm going to have to let him out because. Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Hold on. That, that's a new development. That's a, that dog sounds like it's going to eat me any second. So, Aaron, how did it feel like having your soul leave your body from uh, Max's hands? Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> it was fine. That dog literally sounds like it can I'm eat. Uh, this is awful. This, this is going to totally make it onto the podcast. Yes, it is. Yeah, this go. dog is going that's, to eat. That, that's the new development in my life. Woo, look at that. Oh, there you go. Nice doggy. What's the dog's name? He does not like our neighbors. Anyway. What's the dog's name? Uh, his name is Jasper. So we named him after uh, National Park in Canada. He's a rescue. Yeah. Oh, yes. Jasper uh, yeah. in Alberta. Shout out to, yep. shout out to Alberta. Shout out to I've Alberta. I've been to Jasper. Jasper's a beautiful, beautiful mountain. Yeah, very it's, it's a in there. pain in the ass to drive out there, but it's beautiful. <laughs> well, it depends it, on what you live, I guess. It's, you can't really fly into it. You have to fly either to like Edmonton or Edmonton. Calgary, and then you have to yeah, drive. Actually, it's probably better for, for anybody who's interested. It's probably better to fly into Calgary, yeah. go west, go to Banff, like do yeah. all that area, yeah. and then drive yeah. the Icefields Parkway, which is rated like one of the most beautiful drives in the world, and, and then just yep. see everything on the way. There's tons to see. And, I did that whole thing. I think, I think, weren't you in Alberta at one point? I think I tried to mess I you. I was like, right before so, here. Uh, so I moved from Ontario to Alberta for two years uh, for my clinical fellowship. And then I went back out east uh, here. So I've been here for now, what, a year and a half, maybe a little bit more. So yeah, that's bounced so back for, a little bit. So for those listening to this, yes, you've done, you've done you know, jujitsu, active competitor, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What were you studying? What's the, what's the deal with Max these days? What's the deal with Max? Uh, well, I, so I, I used to compete quite a bit, I think up until I think purple. And then I sort of semi stopped when I was a brown belt. I got my brown belt, um, in Guelph, uh, with Rob Veltman and then went to Toronto BJJ because it was fairly close and a good school, uh, to where I lived in, in Toronto for a while. Uh, so it was three years. Had to take some breaks for career slash life related reasons. Um, but I continued to ref a lot. So I, I try to stay involved, at least in that way. So even if you're not training, you know, you kind of want your mind to still be involved in what's the newest thing the kids are doing these days. Um, uh, eventually moved out to Calgary, trained there for a bit. Uh, had another injury that was kind of unfortunate. It was right before I was going to compete in their provincials uh, at Brown Belt. So that didn't happen, of course. Uh, so I had to nurse that injury for a long time. And then when I moved here uh, in New York, I joined, uh, decided to join uh, Marcel. I, I tried and wanted the gym and it just kind of felt right uh, when I went for a trial uh, with, with Marcel. But I work here in a, in a hospital. I'm a clinical scientist uh, doing uh, genetic testing uh, specifically looking at uh, cancer predisposition disorders. So I'm, I'm with one of their cancer hospitals here, uh, analyzing data for, for, for people that are at risk or, or those that have cancer, trying to understand if it's genetic or sporadic. So that's a little bit about me. Hoping to go back to training again. This one time day. at Marcella. <laughs> At Martel, are you still going to be in New York City? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I mean, I don't have any plans to move anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, never say never, but uh, I didn't think I was going to be here. If you asked me one and a half or two years ago, I probably wouldn't know. Well, a little bit more because my interview was beforehand. But, but prior to the interview, I, I had no plans really to move to New York. Uh, didn't think that was even on the radar. And then things just kind of happened in a way that uh, put me here. Uh, so now I'm in New York living and hopefully one day training. So what's kind of like, what, so what's kind of like the situation in New York nowadays, especially when it comes to like gyms or even jujitsu gyms, like yeah. what's the, like the pulse there now? So I, 
I, I honestly, I missed the last Zoom meeting that, that Marcelo did. Um, I, I, I was present for the first one, but that was during the time when everything was shut down anyway. So he sent out an email essentially saying that they do plan to reopen in some form, way, or shape uh, in May, uh, so May 15th. Uh, the vaccination has been pretty decent here, like vaccination rate uh, and, and, and the general uptake. Um, we get these cards, actually I have one right here. We get these like cards for, to say that, you know, you're vaccinated, you're freer um, to do things that you want to do, although you still want to, you know, mask on. Um, so we're waiting to see what that's going to look like. A lot of the regular gyms are open and they have uh, things like capacity restrictions. They try to uh, not only limit the number of people, so you kind of pre-book your sessions, but you have to work out with your mask on. Like you don't take take it off. You take every precaution. You you try to sanitize your hands and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but but it, it sounds like we'll have some form of training in May. Um, really, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. He does not like our neighbors. It's only like one neighbor that he really doesn't like. That's a big dog. We're, we're leaving this in, by the way. He's not even that big. Like, that's the funny part. He sounds very intimidating. He's, he's, and he's just really scared most of the time. We're gonna get a dog. We're gonna get a dog at some point, and like it could be like the fluffiest thing ever because my wife, you know, she has some allergies to dogs, so we're looking right. for something hypoallergenic. So imagine there's like no such thing. Just, no just, such just thing. So no, yeah. there's no such thing. Yeah, uh, but there's it's, it's a it's a myth. Sorry, it's a myth. It's yeah. a myth. So, sorry to break it to you. Sorry to break it to me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm fine, but most but, allergens are shed as as dandruff, and and it just depends on how much dandruff your some, dog sheds. Some dogs shed more than other. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. but unless unless you are specifically allergic to like the undercoat for whatever reason or some sort of specific protein that's very specific to a certain breed or uh, maybe a, a group of breeds, uh, it, it's very 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 unlikely uh, that that the dog any dog will be quote unquote hypoallergenic. So it, it, there have been studies. So there's been studies. It's, there's been studies. It's, you do science. <laughs> I, I, I do science. Yes, I, 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 I have known to have done science at various points in my life. Uh, so, so uh, okay. So speaking of that, so you're fully, are you fully vaccinated now? I am. Yeah, I, I have been since, uh, since February. Uh, you know, the, 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 by the luck of the draw and, and just how things have happened, I, I got lucky enough that, you know, my employer ordered quite a bit of doses. Um, and I was able to get it very, very early. So uh, my second dose came in, I think, first week of February. I, I, oh, wow. I've been fully vaccinated since, since then. But you know, my wife isn't or hasn't been. She just got her first a week ago or so. Um, so I was still very careful. Like I wasn't trying to just go out party all of a sudden. Although there are people outside now um, that you'll see just just full on in party mode. <laughs> As if, as just, if nothing's going on. Just yolo, yoloing, as the kids say. You, you could call it yoloing. <laughs> yoloing. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. It's, it's Aaron, interesting what are you, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the Ontario well, vaccination situation? Because Max's dog does not approve of it right now. No. And I thought they changed your DNA. I want to get a DNA transcriber to like, you know, be, you know, six, seven, three fifty, just a ball of muscle. I, I don't even need jiu-jitsu technique at that point. When is that going to be available? Not, not anytime soon. Although, <laughs> you know, there, there are some technologies in, in early developmental stages that probably do that. Yeah. And, and, and in Marvel comic books, that would be called yes, Super yes, Soldier yes, Soldier. Yes, like we're that. about exactly. to get Spider-Man anytime now. Ah, perfect. So we're rocking. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, we're, we're in, in fun times where we have to, you know, convince people to, to take vaccinations, which is quite interesting. But yeah here we are yeah i don't know I, I guess people have their reasons whether i you agree with them or not i've i've you know i've read some things where i'm like <laughs> what are the, I'm like okay well i mean i mean i guess i'm all for choice but at the same time like if if know. some of the reasons that are being given like don't really make sense then i i don't know <laughs> we all abide by certain rules all of us we don't get a choice we don't get a choice. No, we don't. I mean, that's just the illusion, right? It's, 
even even here where, where it's like the gospel it still is not true uh, there are certain things that you just don't get a choice you know you pay your taxes like that's 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 it you don't get a choice whether you want to do it or believe in it or not i don't care how much of a libertarian you are same thing with vaccines kind of just in a different way I'll be getting mine eventually. It just might be like another year the way Ontario is going because there, there seems to be a bit of a supply chain issue. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I hear. I, I, I hear that that's, that's been a real bottleneck there. And it's very unfortunate. I, I, I wish that it weren't the case, but, but it is. Um, and, you know, here I, I, felt, I honestly felt bad when I was getting my vaccine and uh, even though, you know, I went in at like 6 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday because that was an opening and they, they gave me an opening and they said, if you want yours, come in early on Saturday, we'll give it to you. I'm like, sure, no problem. So I did. And, and the nurse that was giving it to me, right, she asked me that very poignant question of, you know, also oh, you work here, right? So do you see patients? And in and, and, and my head, I'm like, no, I stare at the data on the computer screen. I feel so awful right now. Uh, so. So selfish, taking it away from Very self- you. I, I felt extremely <laughs> selfish. I, and, and mind you, you know, it wasn't entirely selfish in that I am one link in the chain now that could be mm-hmm. broken. So if, if I do get it, the chances are I don't spread it very far or at all. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's just the difference between like you being sick for like two weeks, right? Off and on, and like, or and or you just wake up one day and you have the sniffles for a day or two, and then you're good. Exactly, and you know, you never know. It's 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 one of those things that I I mean I understand the whole concept of not living in fear of it, given the percentages uh, when it comes to complications. But at the same time, um, I have a friend here who is uh, anesthesiology resident, um, so he's he's been performing his fair share of intubations of, of mm. COVID patients and. Um, he once sent a text, this was a few weeks back, and, and he said, you know, I, I'm right now sitting with a guy who I cannot extubate because he had COVID and his lungs are shot and he was otherwise like mid-40s, perfectly healthy. And we don't know why, but that's just the reality. Like this guy is not coming off of the ventilator and I, like, it's kind of over. So I don't really know what to do. And tell, tell us that. So the, just because you know you don't have comorbidities, stuff like that. There's still, yes, it's a small chance, but there's still a chance that something may happen. So be careful is is more of a courtesy than anything at this point for me. Um, again, I could get it. I know that I'm very, very, very unlikely to have complications given my my vaccination. But uh, the last thing I want is to pass it on. Like that's that's just my feeling about it. I I, I would feel awful if, if I knew that my carelessness or some sort of, um, you know, not respecting others in some way resulted in completely unnecessary death. Like it's just, it just would feel awful. Yeah. Well, my, uh, my, my wife's uncle is also an anesthesiologist. So he's been working in the, uh, the, epi- the Epic center of uh, Florida as Aaron's been saying. So epic, he's been, uh, epic. he's been working with uh, several Florida mans down in, in Florida, but he, he's been saying the same stories of like, you know, people coming in, no core mobility, mobility, just somebody who's just overall healthy, mid forties, maybe early fifties. And then they're just completely, you know, shot. They, he's he's the one who's basically like putting them on a ventilator, and he, basically, as you said, he's the one who's pretty much uh, s- setting them up for well, certain death. I guess you can say. Yeah, in some way. Yeah, yeah. So has not been a kinda... you know, Go so, ahead. Sorry. No, I, I no, I interrupted. I, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just agreed. Hasn't been fun. Okay. So, like, kind of in your opinion especially like being in new york where things have been shut down obviously you have a vaccination program that's running rapidly compared to something that's not running here at all but at one point there was no vaccines going out so you guys were all locked down like everybody else right do you kind of agree that or disagree is that kind of the the mentality you have to take and kind of lock people and limit mobility in order to control spread or is it, you know, obviously there's the repercussions of that are businesses being shut down, yeah. people not being able to make an income. Obviously the government has some role in, 
and I think they have to have some form of responsibility to assist individuals who need assistance based on employment or whatever, because they can't work an income or is it just open it up and just, it's kind of like fittest of survival lives. Right. So basically um, what Aaron is, uh, is saying lockdown, yes or no, or freedom guns, America, Florida. So uh, lockdown and assistance, hold on. I'll, I'll just, I'll just speak to both. Um, so as far as lockdowns go, uh, so New York, as you said, was the epic, epic epicenter, <laughs> epic epicenter of the pandemic. So, so I, I started uh, working from home in March last year. Uh, luckily, I have a wife who is educated and informed enough to basically say, "Hey, get your butt home and 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 you're staying home. I I, I don't care what you have to do, uh, make it happen." So I ended up, you know, getting my monitor from work. I dragged it over, so I have a second monitor. And I started working from home right away. Um, and then the lockdown order came. At the time when it happened, uh, New York was hitting something like 800 deaths a day. Uh, so this is the city, not the state. So the state- Just, uh, just the, New York City you're talking about. New York about. City was 800 yep. deaths a day. And at the time, we didn't quite know yet how to heal the virus. Like there's, there's been some improvements on, on managing it better. So the death rate is much, much lower now. Uh, even though the case rate is about the same. Mm -hmm. So the number of cases in New York in January and February, I think, was about the same as at the peak uh, back in last March, April. Um, but I think the death rate is like one-tenth. So, so it's definitely better. And then you can look at the curves. Like if the, all this data is public, you, you can go on the New York uh, City website. They, they publish all the numbers and you can see the lockdown measure happened like late. April, I believe, um, and uh, all the curves just went down to, to a halt. Uh, I think July, we had some days with zero deaths. There were still mm -hmm. cases, of course, hundreds, yeah. but zero deaths for, for, for a number of days. So do lockdowns work? I mean, yes. Uh, you can look at New Zealand, you can look at Australia, they squashed their waves pretty quickly by just locking things down. But the other side of it is that, you know, the concept of giving assistance to those who need it, primarily financial assistance, um, and it can come in many forms. I, I'm not a policy expert, right? I, I don't know what works best. Um, and, and actually, I, I know I spoke to Mike about this, but same thing has been said by uh, Marcelo, right? When he had his Zoom meeting, Marcelo said, you know, I'm not a policy expert. I don't want to talk about whether lockdowns are correct or not correct uh, and how they're being implemented, but let's just figure out how to survive this. And, and that's the part of the equation that's, that's seems to be missing, at least in Ontario. Uh, it's the assistance, uh, is, is to try to avoid unnecessary business closures. And I can tell you in New York, it, it's been awful. Um, the, the number of storefronts, the number of uh, vacant rentals is, is through the roof and has been for a while. Some of our favorite places to you know, get takeout from, like the first restaurant we visited when we came here from a job interview is now closed. And then that was kind of like a special little place that, you know, that you would remember, uh, you know, Cambodian cuisine place like a block away. And now it's closed. There's a bunch of things that are closed. We, we see the for rent, for sale, for whatever signs everywhere. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we had one of our uh, staff members in our building that died from COVID. So, you know, how do you balance that? You know, that's somebody's dad. And he was like, I think it was like mid fifties. He wasn't even that old. He really wasn't. Yeah, so it's, I think it's, 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 it's all a balance. It really is. But, but, but doing nothing is, is probably the worst thing you can do. And, and that's, that's what I'm afraid of is, is a government that's ineffectual, that, that doesn't do anything. I think it's the one thing it's, I think basically you said, and that's the way I kind of see it as well. It's a balancing act. There's yes, there's, you know, there's a pandemic going on, you know, lots of people are getting sick. Lots of them are dying as well, but I know, and, but then there's also the other side of it as well is, you know, if you're shutting everything down, there's a lot of issues with that as well. And I think like even outside of that, where it's like, you know, people's mental health suffers, kids, mental health suffers. Um, like from a, if, if things are going to open up and we're kind of tying things into like going into jujitsu again, you know, in like a post pandemic world, or even, or even like now in theory, if, if you're going to train from 
from your standpoint, like, can you even train? Like, is there a way of doing it like in the safest way possible to kind of manage risk? Like what's your, what's your take on that whole thing? You know, I, 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 one of the things that I found very surprising is that some states allow jiu-jitsu tournaments to run. And then you had people that competed without masks and they would put on masks off the mat. And then I, you know, I, I heard stories of, of, of the staff everywhere just being kind of like a days ago about the whole mask wearing thing at the venue anyway. So again, I don't know how many cases are going to be eventually traced back to that and whatnot. How many jujitsu guys will catch COVID and not really care because a lot of them are young and a lot of them are, um, are, are just going to have it without any complications. But of course, the other side of the equation is, is that, yes, you might get to do something that you want to do, um, but I am aware at least of, of uh, thousands and thousands of seniors in, in the city here that were afraid to go get groceries because they do have comorbidities and they can't come out. Um, so my wife was, was volunteering with a group uh, trying to get just groceries for people. Like that's all they wanted to do is just to let people pick up groceries and, and, and their pharmacy prescriptions. Uh, since, since they know that, that, that if they do catch it, I mean, the chances are they're not coming out of it alive and, uh, or at least not unscathed. So for me, I, 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 I would hope that things get rolled out in a way that are responsible enough and people themselves are just responsible enough to, to either quarantine themselves when they need to um, try to get vaccination as soon as possible to try to prevent spread as much as possible uh, but at the end of the day it's it's, it's it becomes more of a personal responsibility uh thing than anything else you, you you just you just have to think you really do have to think about not just what you want to do uh, but a little bit about what your actions might mean for for someone else who is a lot more at risk than, than you are yeah i think you you hit the nail on the head where you talk about personal responsibility and I think that's the biggest thing where it's like individuals have to be responsible to some extent where it's like, okay, if there's things you want to do, you have to understand where you're going and then what the risks are and then who you're actually interacting with. So if you're going to have, if you're going to train, you're going to do rolling, you're going to do X, you're being careful to us to the extent that, all right, you're, you're putting, you're putting yourself at risk, but you also have to be careful who you're all, you're all going to put at risk moving on forward. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, who you attract with, who you, you potentially put at risk. So I, I personally made a decision that until my wife is fully vaccinated, I am not going to do anything that I feel would potentially put at risk, whether she has any comorbidities whatsoever or not. Like it, it's not exactly. important to me. It's, it's not important enough to me, I suppose. Um, and don't get me wrong, I've been doing this for over a decade and I would love to go back and finally hammer out the black belt one day. But uh, at the moment, that's, it's just not the reality. Uh, yeah. So, how, and how, okay are, how annoyed are you right now that Aaron's a black belt and you're not? Uh, uh, you know, Aaron is, is one of like, I, I would say at this point, like a dozen people that I used to compete at the same level and and some of them I would kick their butt at every level. From and Aaron was one of them, but go on. Purple, <laughs> and then all of them are getting their black belts. And here I am nursing like a stupid knee injury, and then moving, and then nursing another stupid knee injury. And I'm watching Facebook. I'm like, oh Jesus, really? This guy gets his black belt. This guy. Aaron called God. Not Aaron, by the way. Not Aaron, but. You know. <laughs> But, but there's it's it's it, it, it's quite interesting. Like I, I, at a certain point, you you kind of want to like, okay, I, I really need to uh, go into the in, on the mats and, and and like put in the time and effort. To, I need to re I need to rectify. To rectify this, this, <laughs> I need to rectify the wrongs that yeah. I've done because <laughs> there's lots of like there's like lots for, of for for clarification too because like. Again, I stopped training, like, again, like everybody goes through their ups and downs. Like I stopped training for like good two years. And then I basically saw guys getting their black belt and I was like, okay, I gotta get my ass working again. And that's basically what it was. And that's what my Kickstarter was. And I'm like, okay, I need to get back to work and 
really start hammering it out. And Mike knows I would send him text messages all the time. And I see other guys, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? This guy? And again, yeah, you can't look at it like that anyways, where it's like, you know, everybody puts their time into a certain, like to what they do. Again, Every, everybody's journey is different, Aaron. You, and that's can't, compare thing. Your, Every, you can't compare yourself you can't to compare anybody yourself else. To anybody else, right? Everybody's journey is completely different. And again, circumstances. Again, it's all it's all circumstantial, right? But you just got to go with the flow. And don't worry, Max. You you'll be there. You'll you were in my shoes. I know, so I, um, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I at this point, I really, really, really almost don't want to get it. Just because of where I'm at. Uh, there are enough purple belts that, that that can whoop me pretty hard where I am. <laughs> I, I don't I don't need a bigger target on my back. I re- I really don't. So yeah, that was that was me at purple belt. Like my my fifteen year run at purple belt, where I just I retired. Aaron had to pull me talk me out of it. Yeah, pull pull you out. I I just wanted to try to be Mister Olympia at one point. No, I. Uh, Mr. Olympia is not my thing. No. I, I, no, I have, but yeah, I, I can't put on weight, good or bad. It just, just doesn't happen. I'm at, uh, speaking of weight, uh, Matt, Aaron, what are you at now? Like 210, 215? No, I'm 190. 190. <laughs> I'm sticking up somewhere there. I'm actually like two, I'm actually like 225, 230 right now. Didn't we compete at like 154? At yeah, one 154. Yeah, oh. so 154. And then there was one tournament and I did and I, after I, I, I cut myself down to 135 and I was like, I will never do that again. What the right? hell then, are you doing, man? I, exactly, exactly. What the hell exactly. is wrong with you? Oh, it was terrible. It was did you like amputate terrible. your leg and then put it back on? <laughs> uh, I, I was like, it, it was it, like, you know, when you're young and stupid and you don't know how to weight cut properly and it's just like, you just don't eat food type thing. That's basically uh-huh. what I did. And it was the worst experience ever. And I was able to do it. And then I was like, okay, never again. And then, um, yeah. And then the longest time was like 155 or 155, 154. 162. Right? Yeah. And then it was like, okay, I'm going 162. And then I'm like, nope, fuck that. I'm going up. Like I'm going under 170. And then so as I've gotten older, I'm like, I go higher and higher in each division. And I'm like, because I just don't like cutting weight. That's really the whole thing. I just well, hate I that. And it's like every time I would cut weight, I feel garbage at the tournament because I'm like, I feel like I've lost strength or for whatever reason. And it's like, whenever I'm like heavier, I feel better. So I'm like, ah, I'll just go heavier. And I just have to move faster with these bigger guys. So it either works to, or sometimes it doesn't. I used to, because we used to compete at 155-ish. And, yeah. then, uh, and then I felt like crap for every time I did it. It was not healthy. It really was not healthy. Uh, so I went up to the 162 and then I figured out that 162 is a division that is stacked with people who actually know what they're doing. So <laughs> I, I would occasionally just be like, oh, I'll go into Mike Bryer's division because medium heavyweights in, in, in that tournament, when I look at the list, they have no idea what they're doing. I have the easy division. I know. I think it was a middleweight for like most of my. No, you, you've always had monsters in your, in your division. Yeah, I just have to dodge like like in between like middle, medium, heavy, and heavy. I just I just have to pick one that that was like, oh, that looks the easiest. I'm gonna go with that one. Oh, Aaron's in that division. Okay, I'm gonna go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like in, in in reality though, like Max and I had some pretty good matches. Obviously, the one that he highlight real for sure, like looking out there. I that, wasn't a high, that wasn't a awesome. highlight reel. That was world star. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, yeah, he had that great one. But then we we did have some good matches after that. So it was good. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I'm over the years of competition, like, you've always been a really good, again, competitor that, throughout the years. And, like, is there a kind of, like, other than your world star hip hop knockout of myself, is there any <laughs> other, like, matches that, like, kind of, like, really kind of sit the, you know, up there for you? Oh, well, thanks for like dropping that one on me. Jesus, I don't know. Uh, There are some like random ones that I've had with really good guys. Like, I I mean, I've I've competed against uh, Alessandro. uh, Oh, yes. I lost them both times, but but it was, but it was like the weirdest thing because I, I would do better in a match versus him 
than when we roll because when we roll he just kills me like just destroys my life uh, i don't know what that's all about but uh, like I've, I've i've had good matches with him which which was just enjoyable like it was, it was very cool and 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 from just a and not much would have happened in a match like that but but it, it's it's just that little um you know that little battle of like grips and stuff that that was that for me was 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 more enjoyable than anything i guess the one you know what i have one i got one that's it um mike you would know this it was in the high school ah the big 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 dude the really really big dude uh john tane i think john tane hall that's it that's the guy oh that was that was by far uh, th- that was that was the time when you're young and you're really stupid and uh <laughs> you go into a tournament get like you medal and i lose to alessandro in the final of course then the absolute rolls around and you're a lightweight and what do you do you go to the organizer and you say just give me the biggest guy here i i, I don't I don't care who it is. <laughs> and the organizer, uh, or the, the person who was like partially responsible for the bracket was uh, Oscar, right? Oscar DeWint. I don't know if you guys remember yeah, yeah, him yeah. or know him. I know Oscar. I'm sure you know him. I, I, but yeah. And Oscar's like... Legendary, okay, mortgage, I I got legendary uh, mortgage consultant there. So if you're looking for a yes, mortgage in the yes. GTA, and, Oscar DeWint, legend. And Oscar DeWint goes, and Oscar DeWint goes, I got exactly what you want. And then sure enough... I get John Tane Hall, who is who is this beast? Like he's a big guy, but, but he's actually a big, muscly dude, right? And and he's trying to rip my leg off at one point, uh, and I'm trying to squirm out of it. it. It was it was just it was one of those battles for the ages. It was the only time when I had a random person, even though I lost, they came up to me. There was like this young guy. I don't remember him very well, but he came up to me. He's like, dude, that was the most exciting thing I have watched ever. And, and, and that was after I lost, because I think we finished the match with me kind of hanging off of his back and I was trying to get the hook in and he just grabbed my leg and, and he, he would like stuff it down. You <laughs> just, just grab your leg and then just straight. Yeah, he, he, he's like, <laughs> just grab my leg. He's like, he's like you're not getting this. Um, and in that match, uh, I, I very clearly remember Mike Briars is sitting in the stands. I put a I put an arm bar on Jane, John Tane Hall. And this dude is strong enough that he literally picked me up like per- a parallel to the floor, perpendicular arm, you know, right angle right here, right? And, and I'm holding up to this arm that I cannot extend because this guy's bicep is bigger than my hamstring, I guess. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him and he's looking at me like, boy, you're not getting this. Like, this is not happening. There's no way. And, and my bride in the stance goes, put him down gently, put him down gently. <laughs> That was, that, that, if, if I had to pick one match, like one moment, that, 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 that'd be it. That would definitely be it. Would you have preferred me saying, hey, hey, you got to slam your way slam out? Of- <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm not doing all the other career stuff um, if, if he were to slam me at, at that moment. Um, so I'm, I'm really thankful to him for not sliding me, number one, and, and number two for just producing. The, ma- the match would have been ruled a homicide. Uh, I, I, I would not be surprised if, uh, if I would have ended up with some sort of a, a head injury if, if he chose right. to be less nice about it. So, you know, kudos to him for you know, not doing it because there was, there was every chance for him to do it. Just relaxing his shoulder would have done it, I think. So, uh, yeah, I, I've had an epic encounter with him as well at a, at a Nogi tournament. I think it was a final of like an absolute for a trip. Really, really close match. But like, I think the one thing I was since we're talking about him, I was very surprised with was, I just remember the match. I'm like, okay, this guy's like, okay, he's very, like, I've seen him before. He's like, you know, really explosive. Like, I don't think he's maybe, you know, maybe as tech, I didn't give him the credit for like how technically good he was. So like, yeah, he's a big guy, you know, usually the knock on big guys is like, oh, like they're just big and they can get out of stuff. But like when I was, when I was doing a match, when I was competing against him, like I was surprised with a, like how extraordinarily calm he was when I was like constantly attacking him. He's just like, <laughs> get off me. Cause I, I was in the same situation as well, where like I'm human backpacking on him and like, he just trying to get a hook in. He just takes a leg. 
I feel like he's about to leg lock me. I just dive off immediately and bail. <laughs> Get out. I think there's like a one point where I'm about to slide off of his back. And there usually what he would like to do is when you slide off, he'll grab a foot and fall back on it immediately. Yeah. I've, I didn't see him do that. So immediately I kick him like right in the chest, like as hard as I can. Like I basically <laughs> like booted him. I flew off. I, re- I watched the match after I flew off. I was in the center of the mat with him. I kicked him so hard. I ended up like hitting almost the barricade and he didn't even move. <laughs> I felt like I kicked a wall and I flew off and I hit the barricade and he's just looking I, at me like, you okay? <laughs> I feel like I got him like when we had our match. Uh, I think I had that match when he was still maybe earlier on in his like blue belt days. Yeah. So, so, so he wasn't, I suppose, technically as sharp as, as he got, but, but like, there was skill there that that was underneath all of it but but just the base physicality was was so incredible that when he did get skilled more skilled and and it didn't take a whole lot uh he just became a beast like he he would destroy guys at tournaments that that you know i i thought he would have no shot against but uh he, he definitely got really good really fast i i, I remember that i i think I think if somebody gave me a choice, maybe a few months later, I, I would have politely declined and, and just took my little silver from lightweight and went home. Like I, I'm, I'm <laughs> Me, the biggest guy. Did you see him? No, I'll pass. Yeah. What was that? Where's another one? Or uh, shout out to Sean Kent if you're listening to this. But that was, uh, I think, one absolute match that that I did where similar to similar to what you is where. So I had my first match. It's, you know, it was just crazy back and forth. I ended up triangling. We ended up submitting a guy. And then the next round, like I'm completely dead and I'm like lying down. I had like a, a war with somebody. And then like, I look straight ahead and it's like, I'm going to have to fight that guy. Aren't I? <laughs> I didn't John even look Kent at the bracket. John uh, uh, Kent. For, for, yeah. For those listening, I think he's like 320. About that, yeah. He's over three. He's well over three hundred pounds. Yeah, he's over three hundred, and 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 he he knows what he's doing. So, uh, it's it's anytime you have a two fifty plus knows what he's doing, uh, just just take the knee, just take the yeah, knee. Yeah, take the knee. Aaron, take do you re- do you do you remember uh your your time with with Mister Kent in an absolute division? I don't think I. Yeah, I that was that was that was recently, wasn't it? No, <laughs> that was you, Aaron. Aaron, yeah. you did. We'll talk yeah, about Aaron. So... Aaron had to, uh, Aaron had to, uh, was oh, Aaron. Aaron was on the unfortunate yeah. end of, uh, yeah, no, it was, um, just a GTA classic, like 2019 or whatever it was. Uh, Cause I had won my first match in the absolute. And then out of all the guys I ended up getting was Mr. Kent and holy fuck. <laughs> just a truck right i have a picture which is a pretty cool picture where it just shows the sheer size of this man like i'm like us going and i remember i kind of decided i'm like okay i'm gonna move around a little bit i'm gonna try and shoot in for a single and do an ankle pick or something like that and it felt like <laughs> running into a truck like, like I, I ran into a wall and i was like okay that was a bad idea bad idea okay let's keep moving around keep moving around and then I don't even remember what I, I don't even know what my thought process was. And I tried to pull guard and get under him for like an X or something like that. And then he just squished on top of me. And I was like, oh shit, this isn't good. And again, he's got skill too. And that's the thing. He knows how to move. And I'm like, oh, he's totally crushing through my half guard. Oh shit. He's totally crushing through everything. And I couldn't stop him. And he got on top of me, got my arm. And I'm like, okay, I can't wiggle my way out. I have to wait till he, cause he's got all his weight on me. I can't move. And I'm like, I'm going to wait till he moves. And then I'm going to pull my arm out. And then I'm trying to, he goes to roll over for the arm bar. I'm trying to pull my arm out as hard as I can. And he's got it like locked on a jaw. I can't get it out. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm really fucked right now. <laughs> like, so I try to jump over. I'm like, oh no, he's gonna break my arm. I better tap. <laughs> I tap. I'm like, nope, not worth it. But yeah, like he's got some skill, 100%. Even for a guy that as big as him, like he has skill, he knows how to move, and he just knows how to use his body the way he wants to. You just gotta catch these guys at like white belt, like early blue belt. Yeah. After that, 
Yeah, it's, it's okay. You guys can go ahead and do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like in <laughs> retrospect, as I, as I look back on it now, like I should have kept it standing, like in and out, try to like, try and make him take me down or, or whatever and just try to avoid him and then catch you're, him. And you're going to single like, leg him? You're the size of his leg. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know, I was like, thinking, I was like, what's going through your head here? I was going through the whole what's thing. What's your mindset, like, gonna, Aaron? What's your mindset? I was like, I'm going to do something that he's not going to expect and I'm going to try to take him out. I'm going to fit my two points. That was my mindset. I'm like, I'm going to do something he doesn't think a rational person will try to do. And that's what I did. <laughs> Uh, it didn't work. You got that part of the equation correct. The, 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 the irrationality of that person. Yeah, you got that. You got to be like a Div 1 wrestler to, to have that no, kind yeah, of uh, it was bad. confidence. It was wrong strategy, 100%. <laughs> As I look back on it now, totally the wrong strategy. So then with that said, I'm going to throw it out to everybody. If you are in an absolute division and you're facing somebody twice your size, strategically, what is the best way of handling that? You keep it standing and you stall it until you get he gets tired hopefully and then yeah go from there i guess <laughs> I, I i mean yeah the, the either I, you you could shoot for legs but but uh you probably are more likely to have success with things like you know low singles stuff that uh is a little bit more dynamic i, I would absolutely not shoot a high single like that seems a recipe no, for getting pancaked which I'm assuming will yeah, happen. Very bad. I, very bad. Yeah, yeah, I got that part. <laughs> uh, and and if you're gonna pull guard, I mean, I, I I suppose it has to be a really good open guard. Like your guard better be amazing. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just gonna get squished. I think I pulled guard on both of those gentlemen where I was just spinning and moving everywhere and Did they flip flopping all. Of... No, I I just kept spinning, moving. I think I think if you're gonna pull, yeah, I think if you're gonna pull guard on, you know, somebody who's significantly larger than you, you need to have proper frames and structure in place. Yeah. Like I wouldn't play half guard with anybody twice your size. It's probably not a good idea. So it's got to be like a, a Della Hiva spider. Keep feet on the hips. Don't let them crush you. So like you need to support them with your legs. Otherwise, like and I, I would say even girl breaking better, better better be like levels above. And you you better have some solid grip breaking or like sweep wise. Like if you're standing, you're looking for like an arm drag and you're looking to get around the person. I think that's probably the best way of dealing with it. So I think I was trying to tell Aaron like, Hey, like you should arm drag, go to the back, but you know, he doesn't listen to me. He just spazzes toe holds after a minute into a, into competing. Oh, that sounds very much like Aaron. I'll be honest. That, that sounds very Aaron to me. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You shoot or shoot, man. Shoot or shoot. Shoot your shoot. You're like Ricky with all the like the the Aaronisms. That's right. Shoot your shoot. Epic epic center. No, no. Shooters shoot. Shooters shoot. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot, Aaron. You gotta shoot your shot. Calm down. Your your internet connection sucks. No, I I I pay my bills with my my serve check, so don't worry. so kind of wrapping things up um sure max so what five years you know when this pandemic's over when COVID ever goes away which i don't think it will but how what is jujitsu going to look like in the future like is it is it going to be a thing like what's the what are the trends how are you how can people train safely like give me your thoughts from like a you know a biology standpoint like what's what can be done? I think so. I, I, I mean, ultimately, it's going to depend a little bit on, on how effective the vaccine is and, you know, how we adapt to the new normal, which uh, the latest, you know, some of the latest news that I've seen regarding vaccine is that we'll have to get boosters uh, six months after your initial dose, I think, or second dose. So once that's rolled out, I don't really see it going away. I, th- I think I think there are enough people that are dedicated to it. Um, is it going to take a hit? Probably. Uh, I think a lot of things are going to take a hit uh, as a result of this. And our, a lot of things have already taken a hit. Um, so there's going to be a you know, slower take up, uh, perhaps more hesitation from your average Joe to come in and uh, short of exchanging bodily fluids, be in the most intimate 
setting with another human being for extended periods of time. Uh, so, holy, you're making jujitsu sound like a porno. Jeez, I, I, you know, I'm not, in, in, way, but, in ways it is. Ripping people's I mean, you, you're, clothes you're, open. You're hugging grown adults for 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 hours on end every week. Like that's what you're doing, uh, essentially. And and yes, the, the, you know, that's probably going to detract some people from trying it out, at least initially, uh, if there's some sort of a risk. Do, do I think that it's 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 going to stay that way? Probably not. I I I do think that at, at a certain point, and I'm really hoping for that to become true. Uh, herd immunity will kick in. You'll have enough people vaccinated that that COVID will essentially be a, kind of a background noise. Uh, it'll always be there, most likely, mm-hmm. uh, based on how things are going. It'll be mutating. There there'll be some strains. We'll have to squash them. You know, it's back and forth, but. Um, at the end of the day, I, I, I mean, I have full confidence in coming back to the mat, you know, rehabbing my knee finally after that thing being camped right as the COVID hit, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, getting back to training, I, 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 don't, I really don't think that it's kind of the end of days now just, just, because, just because we have this pandemic. Uh, it, it'll just require a little bit of effort on, on just what everybody's part to try to get back to normal or at least the new normal. Uh, whatever that's going to look like. Okay. I don't know if that answers your well. question, by the way. No, it yeah. answers it. What, what did you end up doing to your knee? Because I, I know I've shared my knee injury oh, story uh, where sure. Aaron was I, a witness I, to so me, a, basically. A week, yeah, a week before the tournament, I decided to do my best. I don't know who impersonation, but I decided to go for this like super awesome flying, diving thing where I take someone's back as they are about to do a set out. So I'm, I'm on their back, they're trying to do a sit out. I, I kind of like try to dive in, but the issue them doing a sit out while I do that is that my knee ends up going into the mat straight on. Um, and I didn't know that, that PCL is a ligament. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. So Ooh, uh, nice. I, so I sprayed my PCL like pretty badly. Like it was, uh, it wasn't a complete tear, but it was, mm-hmm. it was a significant tear. Like I can't remember what the wording was in the report. Second degree, second degree tear, MRI report. Ooh, I don't know which degree it was, but, but let's just say like, I could, I could feel it moving. Like it wasn't, uh, mm. it wasn't like a, like a little, you know, uh, a little pop and, and just swelling. Like I, I still have yeah. some instability and, and some, and now some tightness in the knee. That I have to work out, but um, so that was my initial one, and then I like I had another sprain in the LCL on the same side. So uh, just just been kind of a kind of a bummer knee. Should just go away, and I, and I could train for a little bit, long few months at a time. Unfortunately, that's, that's just how it's been. Yeah, very. So your PCL, like you, you really got to do a really good job of screwing that up because it's like. I think that ligament's like triple the thickness of like your ACL. So like you really got to do right. something stupid to break it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that that gives you an idea. And it was like, I I don't know what I was thinking. I, I really don't. I, I was going for flash over substance. I should have just taken side control instead of doing this like flying back take crap that I did. What was I thinking? Yeah, to, to this day, I wish I could have that day back. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, it, it always turns out that way. You always end up hurting yourself in the stupidest way, where it's like, it, or 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 the most simplest way. It's either one of the two. It's either really stupid or it's very simple, and it's never just like actually like kind of like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. It probably should have hurt then, or it's like you fell down the stairs by accident because something gave out, <laughs> or did yeah, something if, stupid. I mean, if I didn't tap to, to a heel hook because ten thousand on the line. And I thought my knee was worth a thousand dollars or ligament. Then I could be like, yeah, you know, that was that was my choice. Uh, but that one, oh, I was so unimpressed with myself to this day. That's one you definitely want back. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's okay. But well, I do hope that you do that knee is good to go, so eventually you uh, can train again properly and. Finally get that black belt, buddy. It's coming down the road uh, soon. 
you know, I'm not in a hurry. I really am not. I, I, and, and don't I'm be, not, right? I, like, I'm not either. I'm not either, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I only joke about it. I, I, I honestly, honestly, like, I, I'm very, I don't, I, I don't think some of us anyway, we're not really doing it for like, I need to get my black belt and then I have to be young and healthy and try to like win the black belt, black belt worlds. Like that's no longer the case for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm way too old, way too broken. Your priorities have changed, to say the least. Yes, the priorities have changed for a lot of us, unfortunately. Uh, Your wife catches up with you, has a funny way of catching up with you. For sure. Well, Max, it's been an awesome time catching up with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Like, it's been great. Again, like I said, I think it's been like 10 years. So it's great. It has been like 10 years. Yeah. So, (laughs) and unfortunately, it's had to be through only like a COVID zoom call but hopefully down the road we'll be able to actually meet up in person and then go from there so let me know when you get your second vaccine i'll fly down to test out <laughs> it's gonna be 2022 vaccine, huh? <laughs> i thought you said to get the once you got that second vaccine he's gonna test something else he's gonna like put you in the genetic no 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 no, 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 no. I'll, I'll i'll go test that black belt that aaron got see what yeah, it's made that's of. fine <laughs> exactly just watch your just I've watch gotten your feet, better i've gotten better <laughs> <laughs> usually whenever Aaron gets frustrated with me, he just starts spamming toll holds. So from like any position, he's like, Mike, I've had enough of your shit. I'll give up my back, but I'm going to latch onto your toe and your foot. And I'm not letting go. Just that gonna... sounds, sounds very Aaron to me. Yeah. yeah. It does sound very Aaron. <laughs> Gotta take risks in these days. Okay. <laughs> Track has been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Aaron. That's good.